0: From the Edwin Cardinal O'Brien Pastoral Center in Washington, D.C., home base for the Archdiocese for the Military Services USA, this is Catholic Military Life, the only official podcast of the Archdiocese. I'm your moderator, Taylor Henry. And joining me by phone from Chicago is Mr. Tom McNew, founder of Armor of God Catholic Radio in Texas. Tom, thank you for joining me.
1: Well, thank you very much, Taylor. I appreciate
0: having you on. And, uh, Tom, you and I have been in touch uh, the last couple of years as you started up uh, Armor of God Catholic Radio in Kempner, Texas, uh, population, oh, about 1,100. But uh, Kempner is not the reason uh, you're joining us today. The The fact is that uh, Armor of God Radio, uh, call letters KOOVFM 106.9, Uh, has within its listening area Fort Hood, Texas. Fort Hood, the third largest of the nation's U.S. Army forts, uh, with a population of over 200,000, and about 54,000 of those, uh, we believe, are Catholic. Uh, Tom, can you tell me how you went about starting up Armor of God Catholic Radio? Yeah,
1: sure. So it's... uh It's a long story. I'll give you the reader's digest, unless we have like a three-hour podcast, which (laughs) we have.
0: No, I'm sorry. We only have about a half hour.
1: (laughs) I understand. I understand. So um, when um, when my wife Emery and I moved back to Fort Hood the first time, or uh, time before last in 2008, we realized, um, of course, she's from Chicago. Her mom was living up here, and and uh, was a big fan of. uh, uh, Catholic radio up here in the in uh, Chicago, and then we got to looking and couldn't find anything. Um, and 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 truthfully, we were kind of cafeteria Catholics. You know, we we went to mass when it was convenient and um, and um, it, and when it fit into our schedule. And um, so we um, and then I got deployed and and immediately came home and got reassigned. To the Pentagon and uh, one of the unique things about working in on the joint staff in the Pentagon is just because you work at the Pentagon doesn't mean you can actually park at the Pentagon <laughs> and so yeah. so Emory was for the, about the first six or so months uh, Emory was was just driving me back and forth to work uh, it just made it easier she works out of the home just makes it easier. They don't to worry about trying to figure it out paying for parking and all that other stuff. So, That's
0: your wife's name, Ann Marie.
1: Uh, yes, yes. Um, and so uh, she discovered WMET, Guadalupe Radio, um, there in, in our nation's capital, and um, and and she was immediately hooked. And one day, driving home from work, um, uh, it was about it was about ten after three in the afternoon. And she said, I want you to listen to something. And she turned on the radio, and it was just this beautiful prayer. And it was the Divine Mercy Chaplet. And, and, and I was like, what is this? And she said, I found this yesterday or a couple of days ago. And we were literally hooked and realized that we needed to get back to the faith that we had both grown up in. Um, and so we started going back to church. Um, we got uh, involved with an organization called the Institute of Catholic Culture that's based out of Front Royal, Virginia. It's an adult catechetical program. Um, and, and just realized how much we had, we had been, you know, how much we'd cut ourselves off from the beauty and the truth of, of the world around us um, and where we needed to be. And so we were in, while we were in Virginia... Uh, EWTN made a big announcement about uh, the FCC opening up um, a band of licenses and frequencies, and we both kind of lamented, oh, it would be so awesome to put a, a, a Catholic radio station in central Texas right around Fort Hood. Um, it, you know, but we didn't know for sure where the Army was going to send us next. Well, lo and behold, uh, the Army sent us right back to Fort Hood. And, um, um, but I knew immediately that I was going to get deployed. And so, um, so that the thought and the, the conversation was always, um, on the forefront of our minds. When I came back from deployment, um, it was, uh, 2016 and Mother Angelica, the foundress of EWTN had died, um, that Easter. And so in September of that year, um, as part of the annual EWTN family celebration, they wanted to do a big tribute uh, to Mother Angelica, and rightfully so. And uh, so we decided to go out there um, uh, as part of my uh, post-deployment leave and whatnot. Anyway, while we were there, Jack Williams, who's kind of the director of radio operations for EWTN. When you
0: say there, Alabama. you're talking about Irondale, Alabama, yeah. where EWTN is located, Correct
1: that That is correct, yes we' were actually we we're actually in a hotel uh convention center in in, in Birmingham, but uh Irondale is just kind of like a little suburb of Birmingham, but anyway, while we were there uh Jack Williams came out and said, "Hey, um, we're having this radio uh conference, and if you ever thought about it, you know maybe a good opportunity for you and we both just kind of looked at each other and our jaws hit the floor and uh ran out into the lobby and she called the airlines and I called the hotel and we immediately made reservations to go back and back out to Birmingham a couple months later in November of 2016. Um, and, um, and just, you didn't know a thing about, about starting a radio station. Um, and so, but we were overwhelmed with the sense of community. Uh, we both walked out of there with about 150 business cards from folks and they would say, Hey, if you need help with engineering, give me a call. If you need help with some programming stuff, give me a call. If, if you need help with licensing, give me a call. And just the whole community of Catholic radio station owners, operators, directors, uh, from the very small mom and pop station, kind of like we are to the big ones like Guadalupe radio network and Ave Maria and salt and light and, and, um, All the other ones across the country. They were just so welcoming and helpful to us that we were just, we knew this is where we needed to be.
0: Let me jump in here and add that the uh, uh, Catholic Radio Association has been keeping track of the enormous growth in the number of Catholic radio stations throughout the United States over the past 25 years. I'm quoting now from their website. From 1997 to 2018, Catholic radio in the United States has grown from just seven stations to more than 500, becoming a powerful and effective voice for the church. Catholic radio stations consistently receive conversion stories and testimonies on the power of Catholic radio to teach the faith and draw listeners closer to Christ and His church. Tom, has that been your experience in Texas?
1: oh absolutely in fact um on our uh on our website we actually feature um our website uh, armorofgodradio.com. dot com We feature um little snippets of of stories that folks have either told us um directly uh you know conversations or or sent us emails and um the, and, and people who have spent you know fifteen minutes in their car driving to and from work. And in that 15 minutes discovered, kind of like anne I did, discovered what they were missing and, um, and, and have either come back to the faith um, or have come into the faith. Um, there's a, there's a, a, a gal that uh, lives in the next town over from us in, in, in Harker Heights that um, she's become a big big supporter of, of Catholic radio in general and Armour God in, in particular. And um, and she was just kind of out there floating and, uh, turned on the radio one day and, uh, lo and behold, there we were. And, uh, a couple weeks later, she was, uh, in the, in the chapel at, uh, St. Paul Chong a song in Harker Heights. And she saw one of our little, uh, uh, bumper stickers and, uh, and knew that, uh, you know, that was the good Lord telling her, Hey, this is where you need to be. And so, uh, and she's hooked now and she's, uh, like I said, she's one of our big, big supporters and, we really, but it's people like her, it's in, in, in our listeners that we would not be where we are without them, and that's and that's the sole purpose that we're in existence. So the board's mission is to support our priests from Sunday to Sunday, um, and provide you know sound, faithful Catholic teaching in in, in communion with the Magisterium, and the and the Catechism in. Um, we want people to listen to the radio, because I know if they listen to the radio, that they'll hear what what I heard those many years ago, in 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 the voice of Christ, and 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 pull um, pull uh, pull them back to the truth of the Catholic Church.
0: And your website again is
1: armorofgodradio.com dot
0: and can you pick up a live stream of your signal on that website?
1: Yeah, you can. Actually, In about halfway down our on our webpage is a button that says Listen Live, and uh, you can stream it worldwide uh, any any time of the day on your phone, tablet, laptop, uh, pretty much anywhere you can get an Internet connection.
0: And what kind of programming can we expect to hear?
1: So our, our programming is uh, about 90% of our programming uh, comes Uh, from EWT, and we are an affiliate with uh, the Global Catholic Network. Um, The the rest of our programming um, comes from uh, additional sources. Of course, our proximity to Fort Hood, uh, we are honored to be right now. I think that's going to change, but right now we're uh, uh, the only uh, Catholic radio station that broadcasts this podcast. Uh, presented by the Archdiocese of Military Services. So, and we
0: appreciate that.
1: <laughs> and um, I've actually, you know, as an aside, I've actually had several people who have, who have uh, contacted me about broadcasting this, the Catholic military life as well.
0: So, oh, that's good to anyway. hear.
1: Yeah, so um, there should be some folks getting in touch with me if they haven't already. Um, anyway, so uh, the other part of our programming comes from Uh, I I mentioned the Institute of Catholic Culture. They do a uh, a Sunday gospel reflection uh, that we broadcast on uh, Saturday uh, midday. And uh, Father Hezekiah, who's the founder and executive director for the Institute of Catholic Culture, uh, has been very, very helpful for us, kind of a mentor for us uh, as we've established the nonprofit and set up the corporation, the C-Corp for... Uh, Armor of God, and uh, and getting us started um, uh, down the pathway of, of uh, establishing that nonprofit. So he does a, a, the gospel reflection, and then his brother, uh, who's also a uh, uh, Melkite priest, um, does a uh, Bible study that uh, we broadcast we, in in in, uh, in accordance with the liturgical calendar. So we're starting into Lent. So this Sunday afternoon's uh, Bible study that we'll broadcast uh, focuses on the, the the first or the Sunday before Lent, and it's the study of Matthew twenty-five, the separation of the sheep and the goats. So, so
0: And you broadcast twenty-four hours a day, seven days a week.
1: Yes, sir. We do. Yes, sir. We do every day of the week.
0: Put all this in perspective for me, if you would. You mentioned WMET here in the nation's capital, uh, Radio Guadalupe, with whom we have an excellent relationship. They've, uh, uh, we, we have a partnership with them on a number of different projects and a really fine broadcast that they, uh, that they have as part of the Radio Guadalupe network. What year was it that you and your wife uh, heard that first broadcast on WMET here in Washington and decided, well, maybe this is your calling?
1: It was uh, so we moved out there in in September of 2014. So it had to have been that that September that October of of 2014.
0: And that that's only six years. So tell me, uh, did, how did you go about acquiring the uh, license uh, for this um, station K-O-O-V-F-M, FM in uh, in Kempner, Texas? And uh, it must have been quite a headache to pull it all together. Well, how, tell me about your experience of getting this off the ground.
1: Yeah, it it was certainly an adventure. Um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't use the term headache because it's been very much a labor of love. Um, I mentioned earlier the, the radio conference that we went to that first year and, um, uh, Richard Reyna and some of the folks that run Guadalupe radio out here in, uh, in Texas, they got us connected to, uh, Dennis Maka, who's the president of Red Sea Catholic Radio in Waco. And Waco is about an hour, hour and 15 minutes north of us. Um, And they've got a a Catholic radio station there, but the footprint is not big enough to cover um, all the way down to Fort Hood. Um, And likewise, the Guadalupe Radio that's down in Marble Falls. And so they knew that there was a gap, Rick or uh Dennis knew that uh knew about had been talking to uh the, the previous owners of k o o v and uh knew that um the guy wanted to sell it but it hadn't it wasn't really on the market um and so Dennis was just uh, a big help for us getting us connected to uh the folks that uh, we ended up purchasing k o o v from It took just a lot of fundraising um to 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 uh generate um the necessary funds. And you know, Amory and I had been saving for um we knew that we were gonna retire, uh that I was eventually going to retire from the army and that we were gonna stay in Texas. And we'd been saving to buy uh buy some land and buy low acreage and uh you know build a house and maybe you know, raise some, some cows and some sheep and goats and chickens or whatever else. And we knew that that would uh, that would be a way to, to kind of save our souls. And we decided that uh, we could take that money and we could do exactly that or we could invest some of that money in something that would save the souls of potentially 350,000 people that live within the footprint of uh, Armor God Radio. Um, and so we kind of... Sunk our life savings, as it were, uh, into the purchase of the of the station.
0: And is this a full time job for you now?
1: Uh, it's actually not. Um, um, I I have another job. Uh, as I mentioned, I retired from the army last year, and I've gone back to work uh, another another job. Um, but I do spend uh, probably you know twenty to thirty hours a week. Uh, in the evenings and on the weekends. Um, the programming, generally speaking, uh, runs by itself, but I'm kind of, we, we joke about having a, uh, 3,000 watt, 500 foot baby, uh, <laughs> that, uh, requires constant attention. <laughs> um, Emory does all the, she does all the bookkeeping and all the secretarial work. Um, and, and, uh, and then I do a lot of the programming and um, and kind of the day-to-day operation of the of the
0: station itself. Yeah, there's a lot that goes into a radio station. You have to have an engineer. you got to comply with FCC regulations. You have to have your uh, legal uh, ducks in a row. Um, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, I, you learned all this in just a period of uh, a few months or a couple of years, I take it?
1: yeah you know again it's uh, it's the community of, of Catholic radio broadcasters, and um, there's never been a day when I've, when we've had an issue, uh, whether it was a question about an FCC uh, uh, policy or a form I had to fill out or or a glitch in the programming somewhere where I haven't been able to pick up somebody else um in the in the broader catholic radio community and say help and they invariably have dropped everything they've done they were doing um and we have a lot of ways to connect you know through the internet and um and helped me work through some you know and 90 percent of the time it was uh, simple headspace and timing on my fault and and i just i you know all the ones and zeros weren't quite in the right order Um, but I needed somebody to help me, help me line all that up. I learned something every single day, not just about, uh, operating the radio station, but, but about the faith every day. And and, because I listen, I listen to the radio to and from work as I'm driving around to and from appointments. Um, and even at home, the radio is always on. Um, we're listening, not just from a critical perspective of, to make sure everything's okay, but. We're listening to get educated. Um, one of the things that, that, that um, we know is that our faith requires, uh, requires constant education. Uh, you have to continue to grow and learn to, to learn and to love what it is that uh, Christ is, is bringing to us every day.
0: So what's your recommendation to the listener out there who's listening to this right now and thinks, what a great idea, uh, where to start uh, going into Catholic radio? What, what should they do?
1: The first thing you want to do is you want to pick up the phone and you want to call EWTN and you want to talk to Jack Williams and the team out there um, in Irondale. They have a tremendous programming uh, a program, rather, in place. It's called Raising the Bar that helps uh, uh, budding uh, radio, Catholic radio stations get started, um, and it's tried and true. I, I will attest to um, the, the program that, that EWTN has developed over 20-plus years on establishing a radio station. Um, it, it, it works. If you follow their programming or pro, the, the, the program... Uh, it will work.
0: And roughly speaking, generally speaking, what kind of cash outlay are we talking about? How much money do you need to have to start up a Catholic radio station?
1: You know, Taylor, that's a a great question. And um, there's no easy answer. Uh, Because right now there's, interestingly enough, there uh, is an auction, uh, which I think it closed last week, uh, where the FCC has across all across the country has a bunch of stations that either construction permits were let and never completed or uh, particular frequencies in particular towns have been dark for or off the air rather uh, for whatever reasoning um, and the fcc is, is is helping offer those up for sale they could some of them are you know it's it's fifty sixty thousand dollars some of them are millions and millions of dollars. And it really just depends on the size of the station, uh, the size of the frequency, um, the watts, and then, and then where it is located. You know, obviously, um, uh, a radio station uh, that's based in uh, Kempner, Texas, right next to Fort Hood, um, isn't going to cost near as much as uh, a radio station uh, based in the uh, District of Columbia and our nation's capital. So, um, there's not an easy answer, but again, the the EWTN folks will get you connected to, you know, if you're in the out uh, the outskirts of uh, uh, Missoula, Montana, you know, there's there's a Catholic radio station in that area. I guarantee there is, and the folks, the fine folks at at EWTN will put you in contact with whomever has a catholic radio station out
0: there you know you stop and think about it it just makes sense when you look at the communications technology and its evolution over the past few decades radio is a mature industry and has been for quite some time now and it's not necessarily a place where someone who's looking to make a bunch of money is uh, automatically going to go into uh, after, you know, television and the, uh, the development of the Internet. And so that leaves quite a few stations out there uh, for sale or, uh, you know, that could be picked up and brought on uh, to the uh, uh, family of, of, of stations, although separately owned throughout the United States that now broadcast Catholic programming, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. It's amazing. From 1997 to currently, we went from just seven, seven Catholic radio stations in the United States, and we're now up to over 500, including uh, Armor of God Catholic Radio there in Kempner, Texas. Um, I'm sure, though, it takes quite a bit of patience, and as you described in your case, uh, a uh, uh, if not necessarily conversion experience, uh, renewed commitment uh, to your faith to, uh, to be successful in starting up one of these stations. Right, Tom?
1: Yeah, it really does. It takes prayer, you know, and that'll be the first thing you'll ever hear from, from anybody else. In fact, that was the first thing everybody told us when we started talking about, you know, hey, we'd like to start a Catholic radio station in Central Texas. And, and everybody said to us, Pray. Right. <laughs> right. And in because you need to make sure that you're doing this because this is a calling. Um and you're and, and 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 it is something that the good Lord wants to put in your path. Um and you're not doing this to to seek some sort of glory, uh, because as you mentioned, you're you're not gonna make a lot of money um uh, doing this and that's not the reason that we even ever got started in this. It's just um this is what we felt to be our calling. And, but, and every day, you have to put faith in, in, in that, that we're executing God's will. And when I get faced with a struggle or a, uh, a question that I, you know, or an issue or a problem that I don't know the answer to, I just have to stop and say, hey, okay, Jesus, this is your radio station. If you want this to be If you want us to be on the air today, then you'll make it plainly obvious to this old retired Army officer what engineering work has to happen, Um, and it happens.
0: I hear you. Uh, In the brief minute or two we have left, uh, how long were you in the Army, Tom?
1: I I was uh, in the Army for 27 years.
0: And you went out at the rank of?
1: I retired as a lieutenant colonel in May of last year.
0: Yes, sir. And you, uh, the deployments—where uh, did did you do you deploy to to the Middle East?
1: Yes, I got to go to all the the vacation spots: um, Kosovo, and Iraq, and Kuwait, and uh, Korea, a couple times, and um, um, all the places that are in the travel brochures when you go to look for your vacation. <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> so, uh, looking back over your career and being as familiar as you are with the U.S. military, um, how important is the Catholic faith, or faith in general, to anyone who serves?
1: Uh, it, it, is, it is, you know, Taylor, it, it, it's absolutely critical. Um, and that's one of the things that um, we we are very, very blessed with our proximity to, to Fort Hood um, and the amount of people that come in and and that the transition in and out of there every single year, and we know that uh you know we're going to have the capability to impact millions of people across our military community um in just a in just a short amount of time as folks come in and out and they 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 start sharing similar stories to what what Amory and I uh experienced and they're uh, return to the faith. Um,
0: Tom McNew of KOOV FM M one hundred six point nine, Kempner, Texas, uh, now known as the Armor of God Catholic Radio Apostolate. Uh, Tom, what's your position at the radio station? Are you the owner, president, general manager?
1: No, I'm the I'm the executive director for our for our board.
0: Very good. Tom, thank you so much for talking to me today.
1: Thank you very much, Taylor. It was my
0: pleasure. Catholic Military Life is a podcast of the Archdiocese for the Military Services USA, erected by Pope St. John Paul II in 1985 to provide for the free exercise of Catholic faith in the U.S. military, VA medical centers, and the government's civilian workforce beyond U.S. borders. 1.8 million American Catholics worldwide depend on the Archdiocese and its endorsed chaplains for pastoral care. For more information, visit milarch.org. The Archdiocese for the Military Services USA, serving those who serve. Serve.